This is a podcast for spiritual downloads, star seeds, light workers, and authenticity. Spiritual awareness is advised. Welcome to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. So glad to have you here today. Let's all join with a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And let's try that again, this time with more intentional breathing. So we're going to, if we are safe enough to close our eyes, take a deep breath in. And at the top of that breath, at that inhalation, let's hold our breath at the top and then release via exhale. So let's try that again all together. Take a deep breath in. Hold at the top and release. So this is the season, the new season of manifesting. And so if you want to manifest by hearing your topic request, please submit those via Instagram or any of the social media platforms you can find me on at Agent K21 Podcast. Let me know what your topics are. Let me know what you'd like to hear covered in this season. Additionally, if you would like to be featured as a guest, as a co-host, please reach out. Let me know what you'd like to discuss and how we can both be a part of that. And if you also have your own platform that you want me to be a part of, please reach out. I'm always open to collaborate in any way, shape, or form. Um, If you are wanting to manifest how to play a new instrument, for example, or learn how to use audio software or songwriting, I do provide those as well. That is listed in the description and the music link. There is a music link tree listed as well. So if you want to get into that for this new year, new season, you want to try something new, it's a great time to do that. Now, with us working on manifesting, we depending on where you're located, we just had Friday the 13th. Now, there will be two Friday the 13th this year. We just had the first one, and the next one will be in October. Very fitting. So, if you haven't already checked out the episode I did previously titled FEAR, or better, I should say titled F-E-A-R, which is an acronym, please check that episode out. Because when we're on the journey of manifesting, Sometimes, most times, our fears can get in the way and they can become blockages and hindrances on our journey. So we want to make sure that we're aware of those fears. And now, with the energy potentially being in flux with Friday the 13th, depending on if you are very superstitious or have any beliefs around that, can bring up feelings of anxiety, our feelings of apprehension can come up. And so I also do provide donation-based counseling. So if you're feeling any type of way, whatever that is, or if you're just needing some assistance, please feel free to reach out. Reach out, do that brave step, and seek the help that, that is here for you. And either myself or other places, please reach out one way or another. Addition to myself, you can also reach out to my other team member, Sada. She is the Reiki healer, Reiki master, and she also provides cardinal healing. So if you want to know more about that, please click the counseling link listed below. It can also be found in the Linktree link, and it can be found in my bio on Instagram as well. So please check into those avenues that are available 
So if you're dealing with any anxiety or even if you're having really troubling dreams right now, I do offer dream interpretation. If you'd like to know more about that, please reach out, send me an email, send me a direct message. Any of those ways will help me know ways I can assist. And so this is actually a great time when fears are coming to the surface because they are here to be purged and released. And on the journey of manifesting, we have to be clear. We have to be vibrationally clear in fear, doubt, worry, insecurities, any of the such can actually hinder the way we interpret things, the way we view things, the way we feel about ourselves and what we are capable of manifesting. So that's what we're talking about all today is manifesting whatever that is for you. Um, So if you haven't already, please get your Manifest That Shit playlist. It is available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. That is a free platform for you to listen to. And if you're not familiar with the importance of sound and music, that'll help get you in a better state of mind, I believe, listening to said playlist. (laughs) Um, So that is definitely something. If you haven't also heard, uh, I reloaded the fear episode, you know, because I initially loaded it and I kept feeling like I needed to go back and, and, and hear something. I kept feeling like I need to check this out, but I had completely not did that. And so when I heard it, once it was already published, I listened to the fear episode and I was like, oof, this background music is, is kind of clashing. It's kind of giving me anxiety, like just hearing this. And so I actually went back, reloaded it, made a few changes. So if you were someone who listened to it already, maybe go back and listen to it. I feel like, uh, it's more suitable for the listener ear now. Please remember that all background music that you hear is available for purchase. It's on SoundCloud. You can hit me up. I will send you the audio file so you can use it in any platform you have. If you haven't already checked out the merchandise store, please do that as well. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please continue to share these podcast messages in any way you feel fit. Donations are appreciated. And of course, writing reviews are always beautiful as well. So keeping the ball going with manifesting. What is manifesting? Did you know that you are a manifester every day? Every day you wake up, you are co-creating your reality. You are co-creating your reality just as everyone else is. You can be sitting next to someone and they're going through their own reality And you're having a completely different one. So manifesting is not just a a new age thing. It's something that we do subconsciously. It's something we do automatically because we are creators. Now, I've been manifesting for a long time and I never really knew it. And I've listed some of those examples in previous episodes. I can't recall which direct ones those are, but I've mentioned examples from my life of, you know, going to a rest stop, for example, and just pressing a button saying, I'm going to get this vending out of this vending machine. I'm going to get this snack. And then I did. Or going into a record store and asking them, hey, do you guys have this record? And they say, no, we don't. And then I just diligently look for it until I finally find it. And I'm like, okay, here it is. I want this. (laughs) You know, so there have been manifestations. And if you look back over the course of your journey, you recognize, wow, you've been manifesting everything. 
Now that goes to say you manifest everything, meaning for the good and the not so good. So the light and the dark, you manifest it all. So that's why understanding your fears is very important. Understanding the ways you've had to cope with your fears and being able to recognize how those fears have kept you safe. So an important ingredient to manifesting is your attitude. When you're manifesting, how do you view whatever situation it is? Because again, you have to also recognize that we are co-creators, meaning that we are not in control of everything. So one key is to have a flexible mindset, have a growth mindset to when things happen. So for example, uh, in just in my own world, I recently um, transitioned from one job to another. Now, it wasn't my choice, even though I did want to leave the company eventually. They got to it before I did. <laughs> and so I could have looked at that situation one or two ways. I could have stayed in complaining and fighting them and being discouraged, but I chose not to do that. I said, you know what? This is a blessing in disguise. Y'all did me a solid because I'm going to go find a better job that's going to pay me more, that's going to treat me with better respect, and I'm going to get all the things I need from a different job. So I didn't spend any time really feeling sorry for myself or blaming myself or wondering what I could have did better. That would have been a waste of my energy. So where your attention goes, where your focus is, um... So I'll, I'll give a few more examples of other situations that I've manifested just in my life. And then I will talk about what I've gained as key insights to manifesting. And I'll also list, of course, recommendations listed in the description. But I'll also give examples of challenges to manifesting. So first of all, you have to... Just have that attitude of gratitude. You have to have a positive mindset to see the silver lining in any troubling situation. So one of the first things I manifested, like I said, I've been manifesting since I was like maybe six years old or younger and never really knew that. And um, one of the more conscious manifestations I had was in high school. It was actually like my first long-term relationship. I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I don't know if I've given so many more details that I'm about to describe now. Well, the first long distance relationship I had, first real relationship I had, I was, you know, like a sophomore in high school and it was actually summer and I don't even remember how me and this person met. I remember how we met, but I don't remember why we were there, <laughs> but we were at like this skate park and um, it's me and like all my friends, me and my whole crew and everything. And I'm like, yo, who is, who is that? Who, who is he? You know? And I'm just like, really like, okay, I got to find out who this person is. And then maybe a week after I found out, oh, he doesn't even live in this, in this town. He actually lives in a whole different state. Now, meanwhile, I'm living in Virginia at the time. And he's going back to Florida. He was just there for the summer. And I'm like, dang, this sucks. Now, I could have really gotten down on myself. I could have really been like, well, I guess that's over. I'll just go cry in my room. But I was like, nah, I think I'm going to call this guy. I think I'm going to talk to him and end up starting this long-distance relationship. Like writing letters to each other, 
sending poetry to each other, all this stuff. But it never felt like that was the end of the story. So I was like, you know what? I know that you live in Florida right now, but I don't think you're going to live there forever. I don't think you're going to live there. I, I, I keep feeling and I keep visually seeing you living closer. You know, and he's like, what? what are you talking about? No, I'm not. I live here. I'm like, okay. So like six months pass. Next thing you know, I get a phone call and he's like, guess what? And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm moving to Virginia. I'm like, what? Of course you are. <laughs> so he ends up moving to Virginia. So now from, you know, states apart, we're like 20 minutes apart now. So still a long distance relationship, still not ideal, you know, for my high school, my high school, <laughs> my high school dream, I suppose, my high school sweetheart, I don't even know. And so, you know, um, I'm like, you know what, this is awesome. And I'm so grateful for this. However, I still keep seeing you closer. And he's like, I don't even know how that's possible. I'm like, me neither, but I keep seeing it. <laughs> and so then, you know, maybe three months pass and I get another phone call from him and he's like, so, um, turns out I'm actually going to be living in your neighborhood. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm actually um, going to be living directly behind your house. Oh, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be going to the same high school now. Oh, got it. Yes. Okay. Well, that was fast. <laughs> You know, and a long distance relationship turned into literally walking distance. Now, in that instance, I'm hearing all this talk of how it's not going to happen, how that's impossible, yada, yada, yada. However, for me, I was like, I'm going to just keep on to what I keep visualizing. I continue to see this vision of this person's going to live closer to me. So... It was really me, as they say, walking by faith and not by sight, because there were so many things that were contrary to what I was believing, but I chose to believe anyway. I was like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen because I can feel it's going to happen. I continue to see it's going to happen. So I'm not going to doubt. I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to question, and I'm not going to try to put any type of expectation or control on how and when and what needs to happen. So I released all that and I didn't even think about it. I just kept saying, I, I hear what you're saying. However, this is what I see. So one of the steps in manifesting is to have unshakable faith. No matter what it looks like on the surface, no matter what your situation is, you have to keep believing in your dream. No matter what other people are saying, no matter what worked for someone else or didn't work for someone else, you have to feel as if it is already happening. So you have to realize that if you're able to think it and that's the song that keeps coming up in my mind I think it's um I believe I can fly he says if I can see it then I can be it and you have to understand that you have to know that is that is true whatever you think is possible you wouldn't have that thought if it wasn't possible whatever the dreams are in your heart they wouldn't be there if they weren't able to come to fruition so you have to keep that in mind and to continue to realize that even if there are delays, even if it doesn't show up when you want or expect, to realize that you're just catching up to the reality where that does exist. So you have to really release your mind of fears, doubts, worries, insecurities, what ifs, any of that. 
and at that age, you know, at like 15, I didn't care. I was just like, okay, that's fine. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I believe it's going to. So I'll wait till it does, <laughs> you know. And so that's one example. Um, another example from my life would be um, uh, getting into college, getting into undergrad. So when I started undergrad, look, school has never really been my thing. Ever since I started school, I, I may have shared this before, I'll share it again, is that when I started school, I was already told, you need to be held back, you have a learning disability, your parents should not even save for college for you because you're not going to college. That's literally what teachers would tell me. That's literally what the principal would tell me. They would say, every year, every single year, we think we need to hold you back. And I was just like, okay, for one, no, that's not gonna happen. So it gave me one of two choices. Either I'm gonna bust my ass, or not literally, but I'm gonna work diligently so that that doesn't happen. And therefore it never did. And so school was never necessarily one of my strong suits. And um, getting into college was no different. So I wanted to get into college and rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter. I'm just like, you know what, screw this. <laughs> I'm just gonna go work on music. I'm not gonna worry about school. I'm, I don't even know why I'm, I'm trying to do this. Like, why? You know, and that was, that was also part of how everything is connected because it was that first long-term relationship I had in high school it was that person who mentioned to me, hey, I think you should study psychology. And I'm like, wait, what? Really? I had never even given it any thought. And that was more of my purpose than I realized at the time. And so another friend of mine was like, hey, I'm, I'm applying to this, you know, this college, this HBCU in North Carolina. Why don't you apply there? And I'm just like feeling so defeated. I'm like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. I've had, I got like stacks of rejection letters. I don't know if I want to keep doing this to myself, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, hey, yeah, what, what could it hurt? What, what, what could it hurt? You know, let's try it again. Let's, let's go for this. So I applied to the school. Then I found out that um, they were actually giving um, music scholarships that you had to audition for. And at this point, I'm like, I have nothing to lose. I'm already feeling like I'm at the bottom. And so my perspective is if I'm at the bottom, there's only one place to go and that's up. So if I'm already at the bottom, I can't get any lower. So screw it. Let's go apply for this music scholarship. I apply. Not only do I get into the school, but I also get the music scholarship. And um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I do all of that. And uh, you know, in that situation, I had to really change my perspective on it. I could have just given, given up. And I just decided that that was not going to happen again. It was, I've come too far to just give up now. I've continued to fight these school systems for, since I've been born basically. So I must keep fighting. And so again, I had to focus on the positive. I had to resolve any conflicts within myself in order to, to go towards that. And so 
one thing when manifesting is persistence, to not give up, no matter what it looks like, to not give up, to not, again, let doubt, fear, and worry get in your head. And another trick or another life hack, I should say, when you're manifesting is to completely eliminate the word not. So for example, if I want to manifest, um, say I want to manifest a coffee and I want someone else to get me that coffee (laughs) or I want to be given this said coffee. Um, If I was to write this down and say how I want to manifest, I wouldn't start by saying, I don't want tea or I don't want chocolate or I don't want the mocha latte or whatever the case is. I don't drink coffee, so I don't really know. But if I were to say that when you're manifesting, manifestation does not understand words. It understands energy. So if I'm saying I don't want this, it doesn't understand that. It still hears you want, you want. Another thing when you're manifesting is to not focus on want, but focus on what you have. So again, it's practicing gratitude. So if I, let's using that example, if I want someone to give me a coffee, instead of focusing on, I don't want blank, 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 I'm going to say what I do want. What I do want is this coffee. What I do want is for the universe to deliver it to me somehow and release how that has to happen. Maybe someone gives me a coffee, maybe Someone makes the order wrong and gives it to me. However it happens, letting that be. Um, and so that's, that's one way to, to really shift that energy when you're manifesting, to not focus on what you don't want. And then focusing on what you already have, you know? So obviously, if you're going out to get a coffee, you have the means to get there. Whether you take a bike, an Uber, whatever, you have a way to get there. So recognizing all the things you already have. If you don't get a coffee or if it's not gifted to you, do you have the means to get it for yourself? Like really focusing on all the things you have. Focusing on the fact that you have a phone to even GPS there. So again, it's about having gratitude. Having gratitude. So another thing that I manifested, um, I guess, mm, I'll save that one for another day. (laughs) But one of the things, uh, maybe I'll share it in a second, but one of the things that um, I manifested was starting my own band. I said to myself, I want to start a band. Now, I don't know where a band is. I'm not going to go find a band. I'm just saying I want a band and therefore it's going to (laughs) happen. So I said, you know what? I kept having this vision of me starting a band and I said, I want to start a band. I had no clue where to find other musicians. Even though I was in like a marching band, I didn't want to start a marching band. I wanted to start an actual, like what I initially wanted was like a reggae type band. But again, when you're giving out those energies, manifesting, being specific, but also being, um, being open to however the universe provides. So I had this vision. My vision was, I saw myself having a band where every one of us could play multiple instruments. So as, as I've mentioned before, I do offer um, 
as I've mentioned before, I do offer music lessons for different instruments such as the piano, the guitar, the saxophone, the drums, etc. And that's what I wanted my band to be. I wanted my band to be a group of musicians who we could kind of have this, you know, they're playing the drums one minute, next thing they're on the keys, I'm on the drums. Next thing you know, someone else is on the bass, someone else is on this, someone else is on that. That was my vision for the band I wanted. You know, I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to find this band, but I'm going to just, I'm just going to put it out there. So I went to my good old friend, Twitter, and I just tweeted. And I was like, hey, anybody want to join a band? And to my surprise, someone reached out and was like, yes, actually, yes, I do want to join a band. I was like, cool. And then from there, I put it out on Facebook. Hey, anybody want to join a band? And then someone else reached out. Yes, actually, I, I would love to. And then I started a band and it went through many different changes and many different members, but it eventually turned into the band that you may have heard me mention before, Good Vibes. And part of me being able to manifest that, I felt another part of manifesting is your self-worth, what you believe about yourself, the way you speak to yourself and the way you speak about others. It all uh, has an effect. And so for me, I truly believed I deserved a band. I truly believed I would find a band. And I knew that it was going to happen. So again, it was that unshakable faith, that perspective taking, that self-worth, that belief in oneself. So that self-worth was, was really important. Because if you don't believe that you're deserving or able to have something, then it makes it more challenging for it to show up. So you have to really learn how to believe in oneself. And once you believe in yourself, you can really go basically anywhere. And so I would always speak positivity to myself. Like the way I speak is the way I speak to myself. So another part of self-worth, in order to manifest what is actually for you, is to be yourself to be authentic, to find the truest version of yourself. To be authentically you will help bring in what is for you. So, you know, I've had times where I haven't manifested things that I genuinely wanted. I've gotten things that were close, but no cigar. I've gotten things that were kind of sort of it, but not really. I've gotten things that were close again, but not exactly what I was looking for. And even those times, Count those as blessings as well. Count those as important um, information about what you're manifesting because that's showing you a blueprint. That's showing you, you know, this is all trial by error. This is all, you know, you have to test it out. And so even the things I didn't necessarily get, I would also realize, for example, um, not getting into all those colleges. None of those colleges were the right place for me. So it was actually my benefit that I didn't get accepted. Now, of course, it could have been, and it was, painful getting all those rejection letters. However, my perspective on it was, if I'm not there, then I'm not supposed to be there. So it's very much being able to shift your mindset. Now, that can be natural for other people, and that can be very challenging for people. So a way to shift your mindset is to be very mindful of what you're thinking and recognize where those beliefs come from, where those limiting thought processes come from, where, where that inner voice dialogue comes from. Recognize the ways you judge yourself. 
Recognize the way you judge others. Recognize the expectations you have of yourself and what you make things mean about yourself. If I don't go to this prestigious school, then that means I'm not worth anything. It's like, that's a very harsh uh, assessment of oneself. Maybe that prestigious school doesn't even deserve you, you know, or whatever the case is. Maybe that relationship doesn't even deserve you. Any of those things that we may try to manifest, maybe that job you're going for, are they even going to treat you well? You know, because we can manifest things and then we hate it once we get it. We're like, what? What did I sign up for? But even those moments to, again, adjust our perspective to say, I could either be upset that this is not what I wanted, or I could be grateful that I got something. Like, I did this. At the end of the day, I can say, I made this happen. For the benefit or the detriment is still that ownership is also showing a level of maturity that the universe goes, oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you more now. So again, self-worth is important. And if you haven't checked out the solo dolo playlist, that will also help with self-worth, self-love, any of that uh, solo journey that people may go on. And it's also partially important to go on. Not everyone has to, of course, but it can be beneficial to go on a solo journey when you're manifesting. Because I'm going to get to a couple of challenges here. There's one last point I want to get to here about how to manifest. But a couple of um, things that can happen when we're manifesting is if we haven't spent any time away from the crowd, we may confuse our manifestations as someone else's. And what I mean by that, we may think, well, this only happened because this person was here. Or I'm only doing this good because I have support. But when you get on your own, you'll be able to see and learn that you actually have been doing this the whole time. And on the contrary, it could be the opposite. It could be that other people have been using you to manifest for them and convincing you that it's been them. So it can be really murky waters there. And um, part of being on your own will help you discern that. And help you recognize, wait a minute, I'm capable of doing this all by myself. Meaning regardless if anyone supports me or if anyone doesn't support me, I can still make it. So increasing your self-worth is definitely going to help you with manifesting. Um, and, and being your true self is going to help you manifest. Because when we are living in any way inauthentic to ourselves, we may um, manifest incompatible situations to us. Because when we're not being real, we're actually wearing a mask or we're, we're hiding parts of ourselves. We're actually going to get a match to those things. So I've listed this uh, recommendation before. It's called Match the Frequency. And I've listed it in previous episodes as well. But that will help balance out your energy and ground you. It's a meditation to help you to become a vibrational match to the energies of love, joy, and peace that will help you manifest your deepest desires. Now, getting to that topic of being inauthentic. Now, as I mentioned, you know, uh, just going back to the first example I gave of this long distance relationship, you know, this was like my first relationship. Now, on one hand, someone could say, well, that wasn't being authentically you because you weren't living your truth. You were, um, you were queer and you were pretending to be straight. The thing is, at my level of awareness at that time, that was my truth. 
So that's why I was able to manifest. That's why I was able to line up. It wasn't that I was um, intentionally um, deceiving myself or others. It was that at that awareness level, that was what I thought was my truth. So again, it's being able to find that. And as we grow and mature, things shift, things change. We learn more about ourselves. We learn to love ourselves more, etc. But the last final tip that I have of how to manifest is to trust and surrender, to release it to the universe. So the example that I was going to mention that I decided to wait on was, um, I mean, there's a couple actually I can think of. One is, um, hmm. <laughs> one is um, getting into graduate school. Now, graduate school, similar challenges, similar but not quite the same. So when I went into graduate school, the school that I really wanted to get into was uh, not accepting any applications at that time. And so I thought, okay. And I thought, well, since they're not accepting any applications, let me... um. I don't want to just sit here and waste my time and I don't want to let too much time elapse before using this, you know, at this time I had my, my bachelor's degree. So I'm like, I don't want to let too much time pass before utilizing this degree and getting on with life. So let me go to a different school. So I went to a different school for the time being. Unfortunately, it was a university that wasn't even accredited. It was a university that wasn't exactly what I wanted. It was all just not great. Just not great stuff. But they were in the process of being accredited. And I thought, okay, I'll go here because I got to do something. Now, in some, time, in some cases, something is better than nothing. In other cases, nothing is better than something. And this was one of those times where that was just a waste of my time, waste of my energy, waste of my precious dollars, waste of my commute, waste of everything. Or so I thought. <laughs> So I thought at the time, I was like, why am I here? Why am I here? And so I, uh, I decided to reapply to the school I really wanted to get into. Now, when I went back to reapply to the school I really wanted to get into, uh, this graduate school that I wanted to get into, they had actually rearranged everything so much so that the people who were trying to keep me out had now been gone. I was like, wait, what? they're gone. They're not even here anymore. And I was like, whoa, okay. And so I just decided to go. I was like a a random whim. I was just driving and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go there. I'm just going to go there right now. And I, you know, went over there and (laughs) I just talked to the admissions counselor and um, found out everyone that was blocking me from getting in before was actually gone. And basically I went through the process and they were like, yeah, we want you here. And I thought that being at the other university that wasn't even accredited was just a waste of my time. However, everything has a purpose. So I was actually able to transfer those credits that I took to the university. So what would have taken me, you know, X amount of years only took me half of that time to actually get the degree I needed. So the final step, in my opinion, when you are manifesting is to trust and surrender. So when you trust, you release control. You don't have to 
have such a grip or a grasp on life and you're not trying to manipulate the situation either because I've mentioned before that manipulation it's not a bad thing it is a thing though (laughs) it can be a bad thing or it can be used for the detriment but usually manipulation is when our needs are not being met it's in my opinion the shadow side of manifesting now when you're manipulating you may not get the results you want but when you're manifesting you can actually relax and trust so being able to trust Being able to release any expectations you have of how it has to be, what it needs to look like, the order, the process, any of that, and remain open to however the universe wants to show up, whatever the universe wants to have happen, just recognizing everything. Again, finding that silver lining, everything has a purpose, even if it looks bad. You know, this has been, going back to an example in my life, this has been one of the most traumatic and tough transitions for me going from being unemployed for this amount of time to trying to get to the next place it's been very tough and going with um not going against the resistance that's happening realizing that if I change my perspective on what's happening and not see this as something that's happening to me that is actually happening for me that I can actually manifest the best things in life that is actually releasing all the blockages that were there and yes there's fear yes there's trauma yes there's anxiety however that's only one slice of the pie that's not nearly anything compared to where i'm going into what is happening into the bigger picture of what's all the reason for all of this so going with the flow of things And if that direction changes, going with that as well. You know, I mean, there are so many examples. Count every example you can think of that you've manifested from, you know, that's why I gave the coffee example, from things that we may consider minor to the major things, such as getting into a university or whatever the case is. Trust the redirection. Trust that everything is working in your favor, even when it doesn't seem like it. You have to learn how to believe in that trust. And so that's one thing is to trust. But the other thing is to surrender. To realize that how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, that's out of your control. But what you can control is your attitude while you patiently wait. Now, there's a difference between waiting and being patient. Waiting implies that there's expectation of an arrival of something. When there's an expectation, we may have a certain outline in our mind of what it needs to look like, when it's going to arrive, what it's going to be, and how it should be. Whereas patience, patience is a relaxed energy. It's saying, I know that it's going to happen at some point, therefore I do not need to worry about when, how, where it's going to happen. Because I trust in divine timing because I trust in myself because I trust in the universe at large so when we surrender we also trust and when we trust we also surrender so those are some ways to manifest having a good attitude having the perspective taking having belief in oneself unshakable faith increasing your levels of self-worth and maybe the most difficult part of the journey is trust and surrender. 
releasing any attempts to control. If you've ever seen or gone to the beach or played with sand, if you try to grasp sand in your hand, it slips through your fingers. If you pick up sand and you ball your hand up into a fist trying to grasp on it and hold onto it and control it, it'll slip through your fingers. But if you scoop up that sand and let it lay flat on your hand, it stays right there. It's not gripping or grasping for it. It's a relaxed energy. And it's not trying to control whether it stays, whether it goes. It's just allowing it to be. So allowing is a major thing that'll help you on this process of manifesting. Um, so some recommendations I have that go right along with trust and surrender is um, a book I've mentioned before, and I'm very grateful for it. It's called Ask and It Is Given. Now, that is by Abraham Hicks. Maybe if you are in the manifestation or spiritual community, you've probably heard of Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks is a great resource for manifesting. They have many YouTube videos and books as well. Personally, I like the books because I like my own energy. I'm not a big fan of the way they, you know what, it's not even important. <laughs> it's not even, it's important, but I don't need to give my two cents on it right now. What is important is how you can learn how to manifest and how you can recognize the blockages that have been there. So when we look at the blockages, to not judge ourselves for those blockages, to not beat ourselves up or guilt ourselves or any of those things or shame ourselves, none of that is going to help. But what we can do is say, you know what, I thank my former self for these blockages. Maybe I wasn't ready to receive this gift. And if we receive something before we're ready for it, oh yeah, we will probably tarnish it. We will probably disrespect it. We'll probably disregard it. We probably won't even recognize it as a gift. So it's important for us to wait until we are ready, to be patient until we're ready for the gift. Another thing is um, when we're recognizing those blockages or those fears or those limitations, to also be kind to our former self, to realize that's what we had to do to survive. That's how we had to operate. Those fears have a purpose as well. Those limiting beliefs have a purpose as well. And it's being courageous enough to break free from them. So similar to the book title, Asking It Is Given, if we never ask, the answer will always be no. If we never ask, we never even have a chance for it to be given. So we have to learn how to be brave and bold and courageous to ask for the things that we need, to reach out for the help that we need, to go for and strive for the things that we want, and to realize we are always in control. We put the limits to say it's not possible. Everything literally is possible. And so we have to learn where the, those beliefs, those core beliefs that probably stem from childhood, where did we feel disappointed before? Where did we feel let down before? Those can be uh, blockages and sticking points on our journey that are so subconscious that we don't even realize. We don't realize we've been operating with an eight-year-old mindset for years. We don't realize where our stuck point is because someone made fun of us or because someone didn't believe in us. And now we don't believe in ourselves. So wherever we are in the journey, it's not an easy path. That's why we have to surround ourselves with people who do believe in us, people who do inspire us, people who do want the best for us and not the opposite. But when we have those wounds available, we tend to attract people who reinforce those wounds. But not to be upset on ourselves for that. That happened for a reason too. Just as me going to a university that wasn't going to even 
helped me succeed was purposeful too. It wasn't even an accredited university, meaning my degree would have meant nothing. But I didn't stay there. I kept going. So recognize what personal blocks we have, such as another one uh, can be a really inflated ego. If we are too prideful to ask for the things we need, that can be a hindrance. If we are too ashamed to ask for the things we need, that can be hindrances. So other challenges to manifesting. Um, I think the biggest challenge typically is going to be your environment. This is why I say it's important to face and, and, per, and, and move through any fears of being alone because we may be so conditioned in this material world to be dependent on something or someone or whatever outside of ourselves. Even religions, even you know some deity, we can be dependent on that. But we have to find the true I am within ourselves to really understand how capable and powerful we are. And if we're in environments that limit our growth, if we're around people that are doing and thinking and saying the same exact things that they've always done, that can hinder our growth. Also, the locations can hinder our growth. If you're in an environment where you don't like where you live, you don't like the energy, you don't like the seasons, you don't like the people, you know, pushing through um, that fear of starting over or that fear of relocating or that fear of making new friends, whatever it is, finding what that is. And moving beyond that. For me, I did not like Virginia. That was not my choice of place to live ever. Ever, ever, ever. That is the birthplace of slavery. That is the birthplace of everything that is painful. I never want to go there. And so um, getting out of that place, I mean, first of all, I have to congratulate myself for how much I did manifest in such a toxic environment. So part of it is environment, but most importantly, the environment within yourself. How do you talk to yourself? What do you engage with? What is your energy and focus on? You know, because you can be in a very toxic environment and still make the most of it, make the best of it. Other blockages on the manifesting path, other challenges can be unhealed trauma. This can be from past lives. This can be from inner child healing. This can be from shadow work. Unhealed trauma you know, um, there's a list of traumas that can be blockages on this journey. So to heal often involves a little bit of pain. So going through that necessary pain to be a healed whole individual will actually help you get to the core of yourself, get to the truth of yourself, and also help you manifest what is actually in alignment for you more readily. Other things could be subconscious beliefs. As just mentioned, you know, someone else has been convincing you that you ain't nothing. You ain't worth nothing, da-da-da-da-da. Let's not even repeat those words. (laughs) Let's not even give those words any energy. Let's shift our mindset to say, maybe that person said those cruel things to me because that's what they believed about themselves. And whatever I can gain from whatever they said, if anything, I will gain that. However... To be able to recognize when people are just mean and cruel and want to bring you down, let that not even taint your beautiful mind. So recognizing limiting thoughts. So for example, limiting thought patterns can be, well, and this is not to say this is right or wrong. These are just examples. Uh, Please hold true to whatever is true for you. But these are just some examples of limiting thought patterns such as, 
well, I don't date outside my race or I won't um, hang out with people from the gay community or men should be this way, women should be this way. Any of those really boxed in beliefs can be very limiting thoughts. And we're here to expand. We're here to expand our consciousness and we're here to recognize that we are everything. We are one with the universe. So being able to balance out those core beliefs or those limiting thoughts and recognize, are they yours? Are they the people you grew up around? Is that how you feel you have to be in order to fit in? What is the case here? Um, I've already mentioned just an inflated ego. Basically, um, any type of like arrogance can also be a blockage on the manifestation journey. So if you're manifesting and you're like, I'm in control of everything. I don't need anyone. Oof, that's tough because we do all need each other. Or if you have a uh, um, spiritual superiority mindset, that's another tough one, to another hurdle to go over when it comes to manifesting. Um, uh, another thing is um, um, having a dysregulated nervous system. It's pretty much very challenging. I won't say impossible. It's very challenging to manifest from a dysregulated nervous system because your nervous system is your guiding point. It is your compass. But when you've experienced so much trauma or so much um, wounding, your nervous system gets hijacked and the wires get crossed. So what feels safe may actually not be safe and what doesn't feel safe may actually be safe. So if you're having a dysregulated nervous system, you go towards things that feel familiar, which may in fact be more traumatic. And the things that are actually healthy for you, there might be an aversion to those things. So being mindful of how a dysregulated nervous system affects the way you feel and the way you think and the way you respond or um, avoid certain things. So learning to regulate your emotions and um, grounding, understanding how to ground into those emotions. Now, again, that takes years typically of work to do. So fret not. <laughs> it's a journey. It's a process. It takes a while to uncross those wires. And there can be a lot of um, disillusionment that can occur. There can be a lot of cognitive dissonance when you start to wake up and realize, wait a minute, these people that I thought were for me are actually against me. Oh, my gosh. You know, it can be it can be something like that, for example, but it can be a lot of different things. So just be mindful of uh you know, we tend to run back to what feels safe, even if it is not safe. So again, um, addictions can be another hindrance. So I've mentioned that addictions can be a wide variety of things. And if you haven't heard the episode addictions, I would just go ahead and plug that and say, check that out. That'll be, you know, more than enough right there. I've mentioned manipulation as well. Um, another part of the shadow side of manipulation can be self-sabotaging. Now, self-sabotaging is basically when you're throwing out mixed messages to the universe, where on one hand, you're saying, I want this, and on the other hand, no, I don't. Actually, I don't. Wait a minute. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Any indecisive energy is going to uh, thwart off your manifestation process. Any indecisive energy is going to definitely um, delay and change what the um, track point is for that manifestation. So... When you're manifesting, you want to make sure you're clear energetically. You want to make sure you have a um, you want to make sure you have a clear system 
Sorry, just fixing the camera there. You want to make sure that you have a clear system, meaning um, you're stable in, in your emotions and in your thought process. So whatever you focus on is going to happen. So if you're throwing out mixed messages, it's kind of confusing the universe to give you what you desire. So keep that in mind that manifesting is very much like going through a drive through and placing your order. If you change it several times, you know, it's not really the best to be mad at if you get the wrong order. So, I mean, of course you can be, but you know, yeah. So then the next thing I would say, or really, I guess one of the final things I would say is that uh, one of the hindrances on manifesting journey is a lack of trust. So if there are trust issues, finding where those are, finding ways to more importantly trust yourself, but also if there is a distrust of the universe at large, if there's a belief that the universe is against you, or perhaps there's a belief that there isn't even a higher power that exists, those can be things that can um, affect your journey of manifesting. Because recognizing that we are co-creators, again, if we are egotistical and just think, it's me, 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 I did all this, it's like that's partially true. But there are other things that are outside of your control. So again, being able to release and surrender. But in order to surrender, there has to be trust. So that final step of being able to surrender, faith, trust, and surrender, is going to be having having that ability to trust that the universe is on your side. To trust that even if you, as soon as you start trying to manifest, you'll probably get the exact opposite of what you want and be like, you know what, screw this, I don't want to do this anymore. But you have to push through that. Push through that because that's there's always going to be a test. There's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be a hurdle to jump over. You know? Um, I, I, even for myself just recently, I you know, was able to do all these things. And then I had to jump over all these hurdles. And as soon as I jumped over these hurdles, I got hit with a brick. I was like, dang, can I catch a brick? (laughs) But the point is to always get back up, to always get back up and to always keep going. So when these things happen, to recognize that your trust is a key ingredient. So if you've been wounded in that area, working on those layers, first and foremost, will help uh, facilitate more energy towards manifesting. So of course, you know, you can do vision boards, you can do affirmations, you can do any of those things, but recognize that it's all about energy. So if you feel guided, intuitively guided, you don't know why you feel like you want to do this. That's a great indicator to do it. If it doesn't logically make sense, that's a great indicator to do it. And then the more that you trust in your spirit and follow that prompting from your soul, the more you will increase your intuition and increase your trust overall for the universe at large. So those are a couple of things that will help you on this manifestation journey. And those are a couple of challenges to be mindful of. And of course, there are a variety of ways these can show up. And there are many, many, many things that can show up on this journey. So I am gifting you all the Law of Attraction playlist to listen to. I would encourage you to binge on the Law of Attraction playlist. Uh, that is also in the recommendations listing here. Understanding um, yourself and the world at large and continuing to be grateful for it all. What's that? He said in this song, 
I thank you for the rain. I thank you for the pain. I can't even recall it right now. I just saw it the other day. It's probably old, but <laughs> probably old to the world by now. New to me, old to most, I'm sure. But um, I'd recommend checking out the Law of Attraction playlist. It's a playlist of different uh, segments I did for uh, manifesting. Of course, if you haven't already, add to your own library the Manifest That Shit playlist. That'll help get you in the mindset and the energy of manifesting. And if you feel any resistance to this, be mindful that you got to find when you feel ready to do these things. There's no timeline on it. There's no one who's upset at you. You're just exactly where you need to be. And the other uh, final thing I will say is to check out the meditation, match that frequency, match the frequency. That'll help get you in the mindset. I'd recommend listening to that for 30 days, you know, or more. Uh, And just know that there are tools and ways to help manifest in whatever you believe is definitely more than possible to happen. It wouldn't be here. It wouldn't be available. It wouldn't even have the thought cross your mind if it wasn't able to happen. So keep your dreams alive. Keep hope alive. And um, yeah, it's about to get very exciting. So let's go manifest and be well until next time.